following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Miller Lite, CDW, and Ford. And a pleasant good evening, everybody, and welcome in to Bears All Access. How you doing, Bears fans? Another step in the process of getting ready for the regular season in the books after the weekend rookie minicamp. Some 70 players, 43 tryout guys. The rookie draft class and the undrafted all got together under new head coach Matt Nagy. Did some good work, and we're going to talk about it tonight with Tom Thayer and Jim Miller, our hosts for the next hour here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Good evening, fellas. Tom, what's going on with you? Big Jeff, just excited to hear about a little bit of football action. Because when you listen to the press conferences of Coach Nagy, there's always different interesting questions about one day to the next. And I think when you finally get a chance to sit down, like he says, I follow the offense a lot during practice. Then at the nighttime is when I get to sit down and watch the tape of the defense and do different types of evaluations and it's it's nice to hear some answers about some guys and then even if a guy catches their eyes that he gets an opportunity to be signed yeah for me I, I just think just how everything is introduced to the players you know I, I've been reading about other you know rookies around the league how they're going to be utilized like one say for Anthony Miller the wide receiver the Bears drafted out of Memphis you know what's his you know, what's his job essentially going to entail, much like, say, a, a Calvin Ridley, who got drafted by, you know, a team like the Atlanta Falcons. They already had him punt returning, kick returning, put him at the slot, put him at both uh, Z and X positions. And, you know, I want to find out, you know, what's going to be essentially expected of a young wide receiver like Anthony Miller. I think we know he's a, he's a very confident young man, but, you know, you want to come away with guys like him and, and Daniels, the center uh, guard that they drafted from Iowa. You know, how quickly are they, you know, really showing and what the Bears think that they have will have the ability to do, and at which positions will they have the, the ability to do it in. Well, both confident guys, Daniels uh, right now, left guard, and, and Miller, you know, working out of the slot. He, he's still working through a foot injury. They yep. say he's 100%, but they wanted to take it easy on him. Also, uh, you know, maybe get a look at returning punts, too. The guy's electric with the ball in his hands. And uh, I, too, enjoyed the news conferences with the with the players cause, because you, you find out a little bit about them, how they are in front of a camera and so forth, in front of the media in this big setting. Not that they hadn't been in college, but some of these guys came from smaller schools, and they all handled themselves very well. Miller, you know, telling his story. Daniels is just 20 years old, young buck, but, you know, big guy. Uh, did some really good things out there. Uh, and, of course, Roquan Smith, that's the guy everybody wanted to talk to. The inside linebacker we had on the show, uh, what was it, uh, last week or a couple weeks ago, uh, Matt Nagy talking about how you get better with every day and you start to react and not just think. And it's, it's, it's a process, all that being thrown at you guys right away, right, fellas? But you know what? You know what's great about it, Jeff. Nowadays, with the Chicago Bears app, and they give you a live instant notice that whoever is up at the podium, and they're going to get a chance. You can get a chance to sit there and listen to them. And before, when they were, it was only open to the press, and that's the only exposure there was to it, maybe a snippet on TV. Now you get to see and watch these guys unveil their personalities from the beginning to the end, or free agents coming here and something you've always been curious about their personalities. And then I think every single opportunity a guy like Mitchell Trubisky gets to stand up in front of the podium or Bears fans 
he's inspiring, and I think that's what guys are hungry for. They want to see these personalities develop into confident football players, and I do think Roquan has always already brought that with him, and that's good for the first-rounder to kind of let that his confidence spill over to the rest of the guys. Yeah, I think he. I think the first three picks definitely all display that. You know, they they really do. You know, now where it goes, you know, we're here. We're judging them. They haven't had any pads on yet, but we know they've been productive players uh, in college, and I think everything will will translate translate over for for all these players. But we'll just see how this process uh, takes hold. But uh, you know, just it's kind of an exciting time right now because you are. I think the general sense is this is going to be a, a much more exciting team here in in 2018 just what with what they'll be able to present their opposition and Matt Nagy's going to demand it and I I really and we're going to talk about this when we have more time here on the show throughout the course of the hour but how and he's mentioned this from the beginning just wants these guys to be be themselves don't try to be anything I know Tom you always use the false enthusiasm he says I don't want false enthusiasm I want you to be you no matter what you are if you're if you're a gregarious personality go with it if you're a shyer guy, go with that too. But don't try to be anything other than you are, and let's go with it. You yeah. know what, Jeff? Though, yeah. it, within that same within that same press conference, he also said that no one is guaranteed a position, and it's going to be all about competition. So, if you want to see a guy that just has a lackluster approach to going on the practice field, you know, coaches see that. So, I'm not saying false enthusiasm to fool anybody. I'm saying sometimes that's what gets you keyed up. Well, you know what? One of the things he did talk about who's getting who's getting to the front of the line you know right a a guy like me tom i'd have no chance i'm the last guy showing up (laughs) (laughs) you know that's true i'd be in big trouble all right coming up next we're going to be joined by one of the draft picks joel ea buniway from western kentucky the inside linebacker another promising draft pick for the bears we'll also start taking your phone calls at some point here this evening 312 64467 with Tom Thayer, Jim Miller. It's Jeff Joniak on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Jeff Joniak, along with Jim Miller, Tom Thayer here on Chicago Sports Radio. 670 the score until 7 o'clock tonight. Pleased to be joined by the Bears' fourth-round pick, number 115 overall, out of Western Kentucky, Joel E.A. Buniwe. The 22-year-old uh, showed up here at the rookie minicamp over the weekend and met reporters and now going to talk with us. Joel, how you doing this evening? I'm doing well. Did I get it right? Yes, you did. Okay, you did. that's <laughs> all I want to know. <laughs> I've been working at it. I've been working at it. I'm, I'm certain... You get asked about that and have always been asked about your last name. Is this true? Yes, it is. Well, I tell you, to see you at the podium here at Hallis Hall this week, uh, you have the framework and, and the body type. You don't you don't even look your age at this at this stage of your career. You look like a veteran body in there. Is it something that this has been a part of your life, working hard to get yourself uh, chiseled up like you are? Yeah, yeah, I- I love to work out and uh, just keep my body right and stuff. So um, I appreciate the compliment, man. I guess all that work is paying off, you know. You know, Joe, 
old that Jeff wants to talk about how chiseled your body is, but I was looking at some of your college numbers. So the first year as a starter, you got 19 tackles, you got one sack. Second year, 64 tackles, but 10 of them for a loss. Your third year as a starter, 117 tackles, 11.5 for loss. How? What made you have those big jumps in the amount of tackles you made individually? Was it better becoming better with the system, or was it the the ability to contribute to the talent around you? Yeah, a little bit of both. Um, every every year that I've played football, I've gotten. I feel like I've gotten better. So, you know, first year starting, it was. You know, obviously a new uh, environment and everything. And, you know, from, from then on, it just you get used to it. You know, like you said, you get used to the playbook and the system and the talent and everything, really. It's just, um, you know, getting better. You start watching film on yourself and you know what to improve on. You know what to uh, continue to do well. And you just keep getting better. You never never get complacent, you know. Well, Jim Miller here. Hey, uh, welcome to Chicago. And, hey, you got your first uh, camp underneath your, your belt. Talk about it for you and Roquan, maybe the just the pace of install. How quickly were, were things coming at you? And, and, you know, really, you know, to get past this first uh, process of being a Chicago Bear and now putting your best foot forward for here on out. Yeah, yeah. Rookie minicamp was awesome. Uh, Coach Coach Pires, you know, installed the, the game plan for me and Roe. Uh, pretty pretty simply, and um, it was just get out there and play fast, really. Uh, and it was fun. Me and me and Roquan, you know, we chatted up and studied up and whatnot, and just you know, played football, man. It was fun. This is uh, Joel E. A. Buniwe joining us here on Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy. As we're here with you until 7 o'clock tonight, he's kind enough to spend some time with us after wrapping up the rookie minicamp here at Hallisaw. It's unique in that there are 70 guys. You have not played with any of these individuals, and they pull them from parts unknown. Many of these guys may never see another NFL practice, let alone you know find a job in the National Football League. It's just a vir- by virtue of the profession. I was impressed with how organized everything was, how smoothly it went. Uh, from your perspective, uh, how did you think it all looked with all these different guys trying out veteran tryouts, rookie tryouts, et cetera? Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's, I mean, dude, those three days are very – three, four days are very um, just competitive. And like you said, a lot of guys um, just from all over, you know, competing and whatnot. So um, it was good, though. You, you know, it was smooth and very organized, like you said. Um, it was fun getting to know the different players and uh, getting to get out there and and play. You know the sport that we all love. You know it's kind of doesn't matter where your where your background is, where you're from. You know football's football, so it was awesome. It was smooth. You know we had a good time. Hey, Joel. So I, I was a fourth round draft choice in the NFL, and from the moment I got drafted and my only goal was I was going to become a starter and there was nothing that was going to stop me so I'm reading some reports about you online 4 6 40 19 reps 35 inch vertical jump and then they, and then you're drafting the fourth round and they said NFL backup or special team player are you inspired or offended by that <laughs> yeah I'm inspired man uh people I, I try I don't listen to you know what the 
reports and stuff about me are. People uh, can say whatever they want. It's really up to the individual to to go out there and prove yourself right, really. And so, like you were saying about yourself, man, that's you know that's my goal. It's not it's not really irrelevant what people project you as. Um, it's only relevant if you let it be. So it's up to the individual to go out there and do whatever. If you're you know, your goal is just to be a backup, then, you know, good for you. But um, if your goal is to be something better and, you know, be more than that, then it's on you to, to go out there and show show everybody. Well, if you collect 117 tackles like you did for the Hilltoppers, you'll be just fine. Trust me there, uh, Joel. <laughs> but, you know, from your standpoint, I guess, how was it? I, I think you and Roquan are, are roommates during the, the rookie camp. Just talk about that fraternity, fraternity of being a linebacker. Here you're you're part of the Monsters of the Midway when you look at you two uh, drafted to come in and, and you know, a, a position that's held in such high regard in Chicago when you look at the linebacker spot. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, Again, to come to Chicago uh, with the history of, of the defense, you know, and specifically the linebacker position is is awesome, man. And me, me and Roe have been here, you know, these last four or five days and just been bonding and, you know, obviously on the field, but off the field as well. You know, we've chatted up and talked about all types of stuff. And it's it's nice, man. It's, it's nice to, to come here and, Try to leave your own legacy, um, you know, your own history. You know, you see what the past players have done here, and you know, if you're, uh, I feel like if you're a true competitor and whatnot, you you want to do that as well. You know, you want to put your name, you know, out there and, and make a legacy for yourself. So I'm I'm positive that Roquan has those same aspirations and whatnot. So it's it's fun. Bears rookie linebacker out of Western Kentucky, Joel E.A. Buniwe, joining us here on Bears All Access. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, and Jim Miller. Uh, you're bombarded with messages when you first arrive at your NFL team, in this case the Bears, and, and with a new coaching staff, everybody's bombarded by new messages. So the hallways are painted up with different slogans and messages. You're hearing messages from your position coach, your head coach, Matt Nagy. How have they resonated with you as a young man ready to start his NFL professional career? And what ones stick out? Yeah, Coach Coach Nagy has uh, made it pretty clear that um, he wants he wants you to be yourself. You know, he wants you to be yourself, and he wants you to be optimistic and go out there and you know not really think too much and, and play hard and don't have any regrets when you leave. So um, that's that's been awesome. You know, great um, great words to live by and go by. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been fun, man. Hey, Roquan, are the inside linebacker positions with the defense you're learning now interchangeable, or are you learning one at a time because they have different requirements? Yeah, they're they're pretty interchangeable. Um, so you pretty much learn both, um, and they kind of go hand in hand. So it's not been too difficult uh, learning both. Just I think learning both helps you play better, um, helps you play faster, you know, and so it's been good. Well, last one for me, What what's the schedule moving forward? Obviously, you got the OTAs, there'll be another mini camp, and then for you, in preparation for your first uh, training camp, uh, I assume will you be in Chicago most of the, of the time? Uh, what is your schedule going to be like leading up to the training camp? Yeah, we have OTAs starting, and that will be, you know, three, four weeks, and 
um, pretty much be here in Chicago the whole time. And then uh, we'll have, uh, I think, a little break before training camp. So um, as far as what I'll do, I'm not sure yet. Uh, still trying to get everything situated as far as that goes. But, um, yeah, these next three, four weeks, uh, I'll be here doing OTAs and, and all that. All right, we're going to let you go. Joel E.A. Buniwe from Western Kentucky, the Bears' fourth-round draft pick at inside linebacker, outside linebacker, wherever they uh, find a home, wherever you find a home. We'll be uh, looking forward to watching you in training camp. And you're back to your roots, right? Born here, raised here a little bit, and then uh, off to Kentucky. But glad to have you back in Chicago. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been uh, it's great to be back. Um, and I'm ready to get this thing started, man. Sounds good. We'll see you soon. That's Joel E.A. Buniwe from Western Kentucky. Coming up, we'll take your phone calls. We'll talk about the interview with Tom and Jim at 312-644-6767. Here on Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy on Chicago's Sports Radio 670 The Score. They run the best 5K course in the city at the PNC Chicago Bears 5K and cross the finish line out of the field at Soldier Field. Race Saturday, June 23rd. You can register right now at chicagobears.com slash 5K. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, Jim Miller with you on Chicago Sports Radio. 670 the score until 7 o'clock tonight. Just heard from Joel E.A. Buniwe, and he's an impressive young man. Fellas, we didn't even get into some of his uh, his history and so forth, and I touched on it, and it's been written about and talked about, but he was born in Cook County Hospital and, and raised until he was 8 or 9 in Bolingbrook before moving to Bowling Green, Kentucky. So he's got a little Chicago in him, and he's a smart Smart cat, man. Biology major and wants one day to be a pediatrician after his NFL career. And he's a hilltopper. I mean, that's the nickname <laughs> of the You know, what, what else can you – I remember when I was a kid growing up, before I played at Joliet Catholic, I heard that nickname of that college. I think Jim Harbaugh's dad coached there, I believe, for quite a while. And so I think – but you know what? In, in, in talking to Joel – the two things that I'm really happy to hear, I'm glad that the inside linebacker positions are interchangeable as they're being coached. So you're not putting more effort into one of the two linebackers this year, and I think if they can both kind of flow through both positions, it's better quality of choices for Vic Fangio. But I hope they find out where he fits best and let him capitalize his his future there. I don't want to see him be a Christian Jones where he's outside inside, just trying to figure out where he's best suited. Yeah. I, well, I think what really strikes me is just how impressive these guys are to, to talk to him. Like you mentioned, like Roquan, I got to interview him at the NFL combine. He, he blows you out of the, out of the, out of the office, you know, in terms of how he interviews, I would say the same thing against about Anthony Miller. I think he's a very serious guy. I think he's a very interesting guy to to talk to because you get you can just see his city. And I think what Coach Nagy has said just hey guys, be yourself and be who you are. And I think all these guys are. James Daniels for being only twenty years old, and you brought it up, Jeff. He is extremely mature. I thought both him and his teammate Josh Jackson, the the corner there, they were probably the two of the most solid guys I interviewed. During the whole process, so I think all of them, including Joel, who just came on here, there's he's got a maturity factor about him, and like you said, uh, you know just how smart and how he rep- represents himself. I think all the Bears' young draft picks kind of have that. You know, there's something to all of them in terms of when you talk to them and you interview them. Yeah, you know, Tom, you hit it on the head too. You know, you know, you know how to hit a guy right between the eyes, don't you? 
you know, reading him that report because that usually gets the response we got. And it, and it probably got the same response from you when you were told that you weren't going to be a first round pick. And, and that really is where the chip begins to, to mount on the shoulder. And I know it's a cliche and everybody who's not a first round pick or even the number one pick overall in the draft that lives and breathes. But he clearly he clearly knows he's better than that. I, I felt offended for him, Jeff, you know, because you go out there and you read, read these reports and, you know, what, 6'2", 230, great size for a linebacker. You talk, Jim, you mentioned it again to him. You go from 19 to 64 to 117 tackles. If he would have played a fourth year, he might have had 160 or 170 tackles because he was jumping up an average of 50, about 50 tackles a year. So to, to read a report saying that I'm going to be a backup or a special team potential – I, I would be offended by that. And when I, you know, when I first heard him interviewed, you hear the confidence in his voice. And this is a guy that he seems to have the understanding that hard work and is going to get him to where he wants to be. Yeah, there, there's something to that, what Tom just mentioned there, that's kind of earning it. Normally, you know, that's kind of the process that you go through. Granted, you, you may be redshirted and, and not play, you know, and then come in and when you get in your opportunity, your statistics are okay, and then you work yourself into the starter uh, the next year, which he did and produces at a high level, and then it comes off, comes off and has a, his last year uh, at Western Kentucky is, is gangbusters. You know, there's there's something to be said about earning it that way. We've got so many guys that you got these underclassmen that come out that really didn't earn it, and some of them struggle right away. You know, they struggle. You know, another one that I think, uh, and that's why I brought it up about Josh Jackson. I know he's a Green Bay Packer, but go look at that guy's resume. He was a wide receiver at Iowa. Then they moved him over to defensive back. He kind of didn't play all that much, and then he works himself into the starter's role. And now the guy's uh, like gangbusters, even though he's an underclassman, but kind of played and led the led the nation in interceptions with eight. There's nothing. There's something to be said about guys that earn it, like Joel or the the example of Josh Jackson that I just gave. Tom Thayer, Jim Miller, Jeff Joniak here on Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy. Roster moves today, fellas. You talk about uh, production and so forth for some of these kids, and they come from all over the place. And and this mini camp was a perfect example of that. So you get a kid out of the local Benedictine University, a wide receiver. He got the attention, and he pronounced it on a news conference in day three. Uh, Matt Nagy on Matt Fleming, a uh, wide receiver. So he's added to the mix today on a tryout. And this John Franklin, you know about this John Franklin, this defensive back? Uh, this John Franklin is, is quite the story. An elite quarterback recruit coming out of high school. He redshirted on the Florida State national title team, won an ACC championship on the track and field team, transferred to that East Mississippi Community College and was a focus on, you know, you guys all saw the Netflix yep. Last Chance U. Then to Auburn, then finished up his career as a converted wide receiver at Florida Atlantic, and they won the Conference USA title. And he worked out as a DB, a receiver, threw the ball quarterback, returned kicks, returned punts, and Chicago Bear on a tryout. It's really amazing. Hey, uh, if you're talented, they find you. That's really what it is. They don't care where you're from. You know what? If you started off as, as a JUCO, I played with Ray Seals of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nobody knows this. He didn't even go to college. He was a defensive lineman who was playing in a semi-pro league, and that's how he got found. I mean, it, or this Jordan uh, Maletta. Look at the guy, the seventh-round draft pick of uh, the rugby player for the Philadelphia Eagles. If you're good and you're talented, they find you. 
And so this FAU product, obviously all the things that he did, Bears are going to give him a shot, and he is extremely, extremely talented. But, you know, you know Jeff, I, I also think that's a sign of commitment to how badly the player wants it because you go look at Akeem Hicks, and through the years you've explained his journey and how difficult it was, and you look what you got now because of it. And to me, these guys kind of inspire me that are willing to go to that Whatever you know, level whatever they need to do in order to you know continue their pursuit, they do it. And a couple of offensive linemen, uh, much to Tom's uh, joy, added to the mix as well. Jeremy Hall and I, we, you and I talked earlier today uh, about this guy. What is he six uh, six five three forty out of South Florida? Made it on a tryout. So when you see that kind of size, you instantly think right tackle, right? Well, I, I just think here's a really big guy that works well in the heat. And then I think that transfers to up here because if you have that type of size and you start conditioning this guy a little bit better, I don't know, he's got the size to be considered as a tackle, but if he is a immovable force on the inside, that's how big guards are to go in there and compete against the Indomica Sus and those types of players. All right, we yeah. got phone. Oh, go ahead, Jim. I'm well, sorry. I was just going to say, to me, I don't know how Tom feels about it, but normally you know, you're always trying to get those traits type of guys. Remember when they drafted Teo Fabaluge? Yeah, out of, out of TCU. It did granted it didn't work out, but I mean, it's just only so many guys. I call it the the planet theory. There's only so many guys on this planet that are that big. And there's only one Jim Miller. And three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Let's take some phone calls. Let's go to Marty. What's on your mind about the Bears, Big Marty? There is really only one Jim Miller. You got to believe it. Heck well, yeah! I mean, and you know, did you ever watch him play? You know, I had I had front row seat to watch him play. You know, uh, I actually caught uh, my first touchdown from him. <laughs> we got the one and only Marty Booker joining the program. How, how we doing, Marty? How we doing, pal? <laughs> We're doing good. I'm doing good. Yourselves? Okay, great, man. I got four kids now, so yeah, Marty Bo- Marty Booker. He's always open. Just throw him the rock. That's all I got to say. <laughs> hey, that's it. That's it. Hey Marty, I got a qu- I got a question for you. When you watch the NFL today, does Marty Booker still fit in this offense, or does Marty Booker got to change his style, his body, or something about himself to find a niche here? You know, you know, I think about that all the time. I will excel in this because, first of all, I did all the dirty work. I, you know, I did it outside. I did inside. So. You know, they, they're taking away all the hits. So I could go across the middle without being nervous or scared or worrying about getting hit up high or anything. So, of course. And and, and a lot of these guys are, are, you know, small and fast. But I, I like the bang. So I was a big body. I'm still a big body. So I I could still get out there and, and do that. Well, I brought this up last week, Marty, for for the listeners out there. It's by it's not by happenstance that Marty had has those Pro Bowl years and the one year where he had 107 receptions. Marty was at that facility every day. It was me, him, Des, uh, always showed up. Marcus Robinson, at that point, he was dealing with the, the back, and he was trying to get himself ready, and I hope Marcus calls in as I talk to him. But, but Marty Booker showed up there every day. I'm not kidding you. If, if he ran, it, I just had to look at him. From from the center spot, and I knew what he was doing. I knew how he'd set up the DB. I knew how he was coming across the middle. You name it, because Marty did it. He did everything, but he worked his fanny off at it. So congratulations to you, Marty, because that was a fantastic year for you. Hey, Thank Marty, you. I got I got a I, I'm, I got a question. Hey, can you give 
Give us and give some advice to Kevin White. You've got a couple of injury-plagued seasons. You've got to fit into a new offense. Marty Booker coming out of college, coming to this offense. What is the advice that you give Kevin? I just tell him, hang in there. You just can't. Don't, first of all, don't go out there and press. And don't go out there with a mindset of getting hurt again because that's when things will start to go bad. Try to just be positive and stay in, and stay in the now. You know, uh, what's in the past is in the past. You just got to do whatever it takes to get yourself to excel even further and keep yourself going in this league. You know, you for him, he hasn't even had a chance to just really get out there and show what he could do for a full season. You know, we all saw the potential coming out of college, and everybody, everybody was high on this guy. So, you know, he just can't get down on himself. He just has to go out there and work hard and do whatever it takes for him to get himself out there and, and, and be healthy and, and get a full season in. Marty Booker, our surprise guest here tonight on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score bears third-round pick back in 99. Hey, when you came out, and it was a smaller school, uh, you know, you came in, and nowadays these guys don't, most of the case, they don't run the whole route tree. Were you ready to run the whole route tree when you came into the NFL with the Bears? Uh, it was so, yeah, I, I think so. Um, I was I was pretty much doing everything in college. And then once I got there, I was pretty much doing everything. I was lining up inside, outside, playing running back, playing quarterback. I did it all. And I did it in college, and I did it in, in the NFL. Uh, it's just, you know, it's just... For me, it's, you know, I always went out and worked my butt off and, just, and tried to excel and, and do whatever it took. I, just like Jim said, that was, in 2001 when it came to it, I just remember staying up there the whole all season and just saying, I'm going to sit up here, I'm going to stay up here and I'm going to work and see how it goes and what's going to happen. And I stayed up there. We worked every day. We threw balls. We, we did it all. We stayed in the classroom, and I just that year it was just special because, like I said, I did it. I played running back, quarterback, inside, outside, and I just remember always going in the classroom every Thursday or Friday and look watching film with Jim and Shane and those guys, and, and we would sit there and just pick out plays, and they would ask me, you know, how I feel about this and what I would want to run, and and. They just tell me to pick like five or ten plays, what I like, and and they'll get them in. And you know, going into the game, and they'll throw those plays out. That's why we were so good at that time, and and just involved and having success that 2001 year. And it was just a matter of just going out and working hard, and we, and we did that. And it was it was fun. That was a fun year. Well, for the listeners out there, Marty Booker has just humongous hands, and he mentioned he can spin it too. Now, when Marty throws a football, he can spin it. Made my arm, made me look like a chump the way the way he could throw it. But think about how you'd be utilized today, Marty, with all this RPO stuff and things that they're doing. I think you'd be perfect at that. And these creative coaches like uh, Coach Nagy would find a way to get you in, in those type of positions. You know. I- my first, I, I loved lining up under the center. I, I was a quarterback at heart. Coming out of high school, I wasn't this option drop-back quarterback. I I was a, this option quarterback, a running quarterback. I was a full drop-back, three, five steps, throw it. And I went to college for that. You know, I was just caught up in a situation where I was behind some guys and just wanted to play right away. But I, I still got a chance to utilize that. You know, going into uh, my college days in the NFL, throwing passes and stuff, I 
I loved it. I what people don't don't know coming out of high school it was all school Louisiana class two A. I finished all state behind Peyton Manning. That <laughs> people people don't know Peyton Manning was my drive in wow. high school because you know he got all the buzz, but I was I, that's who I was chasing. I was always chasing him, and man, he just just the. Uh, Almost get a chance to play him in the high school playoffs was would have been a dream come true for me. But at that time, he was my drive. I I love playing quarterback, and that was my thing. I wish I could have just had it to where I played quarterback full time. But you know, I I didn't get that chance. But I did I did have fun at that. You know, throwing it around a little bit. That is a great story right there. Now, do you know your math at the NFL level throwing the ball? You know your uh, final your final tally. Uh, uh, I have no idea. I think I have one or two touchdowns, maybe like maybe yeah. 50%. Maybe. Well, I, no. you know what? Hey, Big Jim, his math's a little off. Three of ten. <laughs> three of ten. But two touchdowns, you're right about that. And you could yeah. spin it. Hey, you threw oh, he, a 48-yarder. He could yeah. throw it. I don't know about now. What, can you even throw a party now, Marty? How you feel? I, <laughs> I can still go out there and play now. I can still get you at least. Catches. All right. Easy. I believe it. I believe it. Well, I, I, I wouldn't put it past you because I tell you, I, I, I had many talks with you during, during those days because the first two years, you know, first year, maybe, what would you have? I think 19 catches, but they didn't yeah, throw to you first much. Year, yeah. Second year, though, you started getting into the mix. You had a couple of big games in 2000, and then he just blew it up. But that's what happens. Yeah. They threw you, threw you 157 targets that year, 168 the next. That's a two-year total of 197 and almost 2,300 yards with 14 touchdowns. That's why you it's, went to the Pro Bowl. Hey, they, they took a lot of years off my life for that. But, I, hey, I, <laughs> wouldn't, I wouldn't say into the state of anything in the world. I, I enjoyed my time playing football. And, you know, I wish it could have lasted longer, but, hey, I – it is and I enjoy every last minute, and we'll do it all over again. Marty well, Booker, our to- guest. Uh, you know what? We're having a little bit of technical difficulty with the phone, um, so I think we're gonna we're gonna part company with Marty. We got to hit a break anyway. But Marty, hey, don't be a stranger. I will not. Will not. I'll be up there soon. All, all right. right. Good Mo- to talk to you, Marty. Marty Booker, our guest here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Your phone calls coming up next at three one two six forty four. 6767. That was fun to talk to Marty Booker. Jim and Tom and Jeff back with you after this. Hey, sign up for child for a fun, non-contact Chicago Bears youth football camp brought to you by Gatorade and Athletico Physical Therapy. Visit www.bearscamps.com and save $50 today. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, Jim Miller here on Chicago's Sports Radio 670 The Score. Here until 7 o'clock. That was fun, fellas. Marty, I, I always love Marty. Six years here with the Bears, two tours of duty. Yeah, you know, that's one, of the, that, that's one of the best things about doing this show is we get an opportunity to, to catch up with Brian Urlacher a couple weeks ago, Marty Booker this week. In all the veterans that either Jim played with or I played with, I, you know, Jim, once you're a teammate, you're always a friend. Yeah, absolutely. And, well, you think, you know, for Marty to share that story about uh, Peyton Manning, and was Marty awesome. was kind of like that. He was really... He was really quiet, but he just, like I said, he had that dog about him. You just knew, you know, when he just wanted to compete and put his mind to it, it was over. I mean, there was because he was that physically talented, and he just had that 
that level of, of competition that he just wasn't going to be denied. But I thought that was an awesome story. Jim, I, I got a question for you. In, in relation to Marty Booker, what he just told us, what are your quarterback expectations for Lamar Jackson? Because, you know, here's a guy that was kind of, you know, I, I'm sure Marty Booker in his background, he wanted to be a quarterback and he turned into a great receiver. When you see a, a, a player like this, you know, sped up to today's time and day, is this a Marty Booker that should be playing receiver, or has he got a chance at quarterback? I definitely think he's got a shot at quarterback. He's so physically talented, he can do well at anything. You know, I mentioned that, say, if they if Baltimore, just to get him on the field, wanted to do a like a slash roll, like what we did with uh, in Pittsburgh with Cordell Stewart, he definitely could do that. But, he, you know, look at his years at, uh, at Louisville. He got better every year. His numbers were better every year. I like his mechanics, how he throws the football. I think from uh, just the pocket presence type of things, like on his drops, his three, five, and seven-step drop, to me he's got of a base, but he can work on that. The, the one thing you can clean up the easiest is, I think, a, a quarterback's footwork. And there's nothing in terms of his mechanics throwing a football that i change. So I think he's a talented guy. He's just raw and has to be developed. But, you know, he's he's going to be an electrifying football player. But, you, you know, you, you hear it in Marty's voice. You hear it in Marty's voice that he really believed that he was a oh, quarterback yeah. talent. Which Absolutely. I admire about him. Yeah, yeah, I, I do too. And, you know, he probably wishes he, he would have had a shot. You know, you just wonder if, uh, you know, uh, a college had the foresight to use him in, in that capacity and give him a true shot at, at quarterback. But he's such a good athlete. He's, you know, obviously it's a credit to him that he could do it at a totally different position as well. I just loved how he ran with the ball in his hands after the catch because oh. he was thick like a running back. You know, in the days of, uh, you know, Sterling Sharp. Uh, oh, he, when he came to us, he had all that ba- da- baby fat. And he, <laughs> and he did. He just, he trimmed up. And I was thinking, uh, who was it? We were playing Minnesota, and we called a rocket, which is a wide receiver screen to the right versus the blitz. And Marty, here's this 210 to 15-pound receiver, takes that uh, that rocket play and goes 80 yards for a touchdown, and nobody could catch him. And I was just thinking, man, that's one of the biggest receivers I've ever seen do that and make a play like that. But Marty could do it. Two touchdowns in that game. And then uh, you threw him a couple and a big win over the Bucks. Uh, I think yeah. he had his career-long touchdown catch. You know, he put up good numbers. Fifth on the team's yeah. all-time chart. He broke the record, obviously, of uh, Johnny Morris back in 1964 with that 100- Plus yard season and interception, so that's a bare single season reception record. And while we're talking about the, you know, you're talking about Marty as a quarterback, I thought it would be wise at this point to start breaking down our positions as you lead up in the training camp. And I, I talked quarterback to start us all off because, you know, Mitchell Trubisky's development is probably the biggest and number one key to this whole whole thing right now. So as you look at the the depth chart headed to training camp with Trubisky and Chase Daniel and Tyler Bray. Uh, the latter two already knowledgeable in the system that Matt Nagy and his his staff is putting together. How you feel about things? We'll start with Tom. You know, Jim or Jim and Jay, Jeff, if you were putting together a totem pole of the quarterback position, would Mitchell go to the top or the bottom? And then would Coach Nagy, Dave Ragone, you know, every one of the uh, Mark Helfrich, Daniel, because he's got so much experience in the system. Uh, it's interesting to just see where the stack of knowledge is in this in that quarterback position. Ultimately, it's all got a filter to Mitchell Trubisky, but man, there's a lot of guys out there that are here to help the quarterback learn the quickest, the best, and the most efficiently. Yeah, I think even with the two backup guys, Jeff, that brings along the offense just a lot faster. 
You know, I always bring that up. Like when Andy Reid went from Green Bay to Philadelphia, who did he sign? He brought Doug Peterson, his, his backup quarterback, really was the one that was signed to bring along Donovan McNabb. And I would say the same uh, thing for Chase Daniel and what Tyler Bray can do. As Tyler obviously was in Kansas City as well, who Coach Nagy knows well. Granted, those guys are there to, to help Mitchell Trubisky out, but it just gets everybody else caught up to speed a lot quicker. You know, in terms of of teaching the offense, whether to the offensive linemen or the receivers uh, that uh, Chase Daniel and, and Tyler break, and just say, "All right, hey, we're we're calling this play." Boom, 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 and they spit it out, and now Mitchell's learning at a faster uh, faster rate, and those other players are learning at a faster rate because you've got two quarterbacks that can really get guys lined up and go quickly. So I just think the speed of install will be a lot faster when you bring in guys that know the system. Aside from what he did last season, in terms of that scheme, what translates from his 12-game start as a rookie a year ago, fellas, to today that he can at least have some foundation on? Um, Well, I think, you know, there are certain things like, you know, say the Baltimore game. You know, when the Bears, uh, you know, go into Baltimore, they had a great game plan because they went no huddle on third down because they were worried about Mitchell Trubisky dealing against the blitz package of what Dean Pease uh, can run. So I think the recall of blitzes is definitely going to be there. There is a little bit of carryover of the offense because we know part of it was West Coast and part of it was the New England Patriots offense. So the West Coast part will carry over uh, for Mitchell Trubisky and, and now just learning more of the more traditional West Coast, I think, is what it's going to be moving forward uh, with Coach Nagy. But there, there's quite a bit that'll carry over for him, and I thought he did pretty well. He handled himself pretty well in, in the starts that he had, but I think we know the jump is always from the biggest jump from year one to year two. So I would expect great things w- should be unfolding. You know, Jeff, one thing that we've been tortured by as watching Aaron Rodgers play against the Bears and every other team, he is really good at thinking ahead, setting up a player, setting up a play. So I want to see Mitchell Trubisky as he evolves in this offense to be able to think ahead a little bit himself. Notice a player out of position or a deficiency in his game where you can attack. And if Mitchell can start contributing to things in his own mind that will help the coordinators, the play callers to set up guys – that's that's kind of what I want to see out of him is athleticism and taking advantage with all the weapons he's been given. Jim, as regards Chase Daniel and Tyler Bray, uh, assuming that will be the three that will ultimately just go to training camp without any other additions, uh, thinking back to when you were a little uh, on the end of your career and the role you played, what what is what is uh, right now on his plate as, as the backup quarterback in Chase Daniel? Who, if something were to happen, he's got to know he's he's the guy now. Yeah, I think, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, he's had a bite at the apple. I think it, it upset him a little bit when they, he signed a pretty good deal in Philadelphia. And I think he thought he was going to be the, the guy there and then everything unfolded uh, the way it did. So clearly he's talented enough to play and to start, you know, he's been given those type of uh, contracts before and it's just, you know, for some guys, it's just happenstance. It never materializes, you know, Alex Smith never really got hurt in Kansas City when he was behind Drew Brees in New Orleans. Drew Brees, he lines up every single uh, play. But the coaching staffs had confidence in him to, to always bring him in and sign him to a good contract, feeling comfortable that he had the ability to play. Um, so I think he, you know, he's now kind of comfortable in that role. He knows that's the role he was signed with uh, here uh, in Chicago. And, and so I don't think uh, there'll be any complaints. I think he's a good team player and will help uh, Mitchell Trubisky out in any uh, capacity that he can. But he'll contribute in a lot of different ways. 
when you get Chase Daniels. Jim, at the end of your career, because you didn't take any snaps after the Bears. Yeah. I'm not I had mistaken, to, right? I yeah, mean, you know, I ended up signing. Well, unfortunately, I blew up my hip in New right. York, but that's why I was signed to bring along Eli. And I actually mm-hmm. did the first day. Uh, they couldn't figure out. They would call play in their huddle. But once they went to the line of scrimmage, it's a, if a team showed a blitz and then backed out of the blitz, they didn't know how to get back in the play to the play that was called in the huddle. I go, well, why don't you guys just make a, we called it a reload call any other place I was at. So you call, all right, guys, zero strong, 62 Hank on one-on-one. Go up there. They're showing maybe two strong blitz. Team would audible, but now they back out of that blitz. How do we get back to 62 Hank? So we just make a reload call. Reload, reload, reload. And actually, Ernie Acorsi wrote it in his book. He said Jim Miller was there one day in New York, and he already made our team better by showing, <laughs> giving them a reload call. So I thought it was pretty cool. But that, you know, unfortunately, I hurt my hip, and we know how Tom Coughlin is with injuries. <laughs> well, that's true. That's very true. And most coaches nowadays. But, uh, Tom, you're getting all excited, aren't you, because we're, we're talking really deep X's and O's. And as an offensive lineman, I mean, in your day, you know, did you value the veteran backup versus a younger backup? Um, as a player, I, and what do you think now yeah, as, a, as an observer? You know, I, you, you always have to have some experience there waiting in the wings. You can't just be caught with the cupboard empty, especially if you have a devastating injury. And so no matter what position, you got to have someone waiting in the wings to come over and, and take over the reins if you, if you have a devastating injury. And, um, you know, that's kind of the way football has always been. But every player that walks into the building, Jeff, they know the quarterback position is special. And I'm not making light of it. It's the truth. So, so when you sit there and you see who is your leader out of the clubhouse in the quarterback position, you got to make sure who's influencing that player from behind to get the best out of him and keep him inspired and working hard. Over the weekend at Hattlesaw, Trevor Knight out of Texas A&M had a veteran tryout. Same with Aaron Murray, who had experience with Matt Nagy in Kansas City out of Georgia. And Brian Shore, a rookie out of James Madison. So in the event of injury or whatnot, and to get through the minicamp, there are guys, at least in the stable, if they don't get signed anywhere else, it could be emergency backups for the Bears. One final break, and we'll wrap it up with Jim and Tom here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. All right, this week on Inside the Bears, go behind the scenes on draft night with Roquan Smith and Spice Adams catches up with his former teammate, Matt Forte. Inside the Bears airs Saturdays at 6 p.m. on CW50 Chicago and Sundays at 1035 on Fox 32 Chicago. You can also watch show segments online at chicagobears.com or on the Chicago Bears official app anytime. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, Jim Miller, about a minute to go, fellas. And this segment of Bears All Access is orchestrated by CDW. CDW, people who get it. Uh, so we had a good show tonight, fun conversation. So it's now on again, this this uh, brick by brick, right, to training camp. It's now on to the OTAs. And I was at an event for Mother's Day yesterday. So what is OTA? Why do they call it that? It's just off-season training activities. For those who are the uninformed regarding what that means, it's just it's a glorified term for practice, right? Well, you know, Jeff, Jeff, every day gets more serious. The closer you come to training camp, the closer you come to the first preseason game, the closer you come to the first regular season game. If you, it's really serious, and every day becomes a little bit more serious the more tape they get on you. Yeah, you know, the difference was between mandatory and, and voluntary. To me, every, everything matters, especially if you got a new coach. 
new systems. Granted, it's the same system defensively, but you know those are opportunities now, opportunities to uh, to really uh, land yourself a spot on the Chicago Bears because I think it's going to be a fiercely, fiercely competitive with what the the Bears have done this offseason. There could be some long shots that come in in the end. There always are, and it's going to be fun to watch every day of this offseason, including the training camp. All right, fellas, you guys have yourself a good night. We thank you for your time as always. We also thank our director of content, Dan Barilli, our coordinating producer, Jordan Treadup, Eli Hershkovitz handling the studio work tonight, along with Herb Lawrence. Also to Marty Booker for calling in, the former Bears wide receiver. And the fourth-round pick of the Chicago Bears, uh, he was kind enough to join us, Joel E.A. Buniwe from Western Kentucky. Most of all, thank you all for listening tonight. For Tom and Jim, I'm Jeff. This is Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on chicagobears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by CDW, PNC, and Ford.